What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this first segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. Um, all you got to do is go to waytogrow.net. They'll give you a free estimate as well. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed yesterday, if you didn't have an opportunity to uh, call, you can go ahead and parlay that till today. All we ask you, just be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll try to get to the phone calls as we can. Also, keep in mind, too, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to log on and stream the show live and leave comments, we'll read them if they're appropriate. I might comment to them later if I don't get to them during the show. You can log on to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page. You can stream the show live and leave comments. And if you ever miss any of the show's daily live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com. Ooh, excuse me. <clears throat> .com so you can go ahead and download the podcast. Oh, man. What was that? You get some water. My bad. Way to start a Wednesday. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready, rock and roll. Mr. Sams, what's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. Down the wrong pipe. You know what that means. Pause. But anyway, all right. So uh, it rolls on playoffs. Uh, you know, hockey. Don't forget about hockey playoffs too. They're exciting. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to ask you yesterday, Sam. I wanted to ask you for game one. I was going to ask you if you really gave St. Louis Blues a, a, a chance in this series. Now, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember, didn't Colorado sweep them last year? Like yeah. in the first round? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Okay. So do you give them any chance against Avalanche? I mean, that was a – Avalanche dominated that game, to be honest with you. They're lucky to get out of there. They, I mean, they, they would have been sick if they won that – if they lost that game in OT. But do you give them a, a chance, Sam, overall? No. I mean, I I yeah. think I think Colorado is I – mean, as we said at the beginning of it, I mean, I, the Stars dodged a massive bullet in missing Colorado in the first round because I, yeah. I think Colorado wins the West. So you think definitely they're coming out of the West. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so hockey continues to go on. Then we got Edmonton and Calgary that gets started tonight. That gets going. Um, I'm, You know, the TNT coverage has been pretty good since they did the deal. You know, um, you know, it's really good, too, for the uh, people that don't know, like myself, that's all enriched into the rules and all that kind of stuff. But I think they do a good job, and it's been exciting so far. Yeah, that Edmonton-Calgary series should be be the most exciting of this round okay that would i mean that that's going to be must watch i mean it's it's basically equivalent of like a, a spurs mavs playoff series hmm, okay. i mean because they're both alberta you know same province of canada right pretty hated history with each other okay. uh, i think it's and you know add to the fact that canada hasn't had a you know stanley cup since the 80s so it's hmm. You add all of that, those guys are going to be fighting pretty hard to get past each other. But I still think I mean, Colorado is going to have the easier series. I think that carries them through the next round, too. Hmm. Okay, good take there. So you got that going on. Also, uh, tomorrow, um, you know, we start the PGA Championship. It's going tomorrow. Um, you know, I talked about the pairing. You know, they went and had a star-studded pairing at 810 
Central Standard Time, my time tomorrow morning with Tiger Woods, Rory, and Jordan Spieth. A lot of majors combined between those guys. But Tiger had to meet the media yesterday, and he spoke. The king has spoken, and he let the whole world know where he stands with Phil. Because, again, if you've been listening to the show the last few days, you know I've been kind of letting Lefty have it. I think he dodged uh, a bullet this weekend. It was cowardly this week. I mean, there's no reported injuries. He's the defending title. He just doesn't want to stand in the seat to take the take the question, but he leaves his peers up to do it. So Tiger let it be known that said, no, I really don't. Dis- I really disagree with his view. We got different views of where the tour is at. But Tiger pretty much played it out to what I was trying to tell Mr. Clark here a week ago that, you know, like Tiger said, hey, the tour is about tradition. It's about, you know, history. It's about majors. He said, I've, had, I've ran my foundation on this tour for year for for the last two decades for years um you know he said that it, it's just one of those things what jack did back in 68 breaking from the world america tour whatever it was called and then going to the pg starting the pga that means something to me and let me tell you something now from everything i'm hearing the saudis over there that's running live uh they've dug their heels in like they're they're prepared to ride this thing out they got a lot of money that's being invested into that tour uh, from private investors, all that kind of stuff. They're willing to pay the big prize money. So this is something that they're not going to go away quickly. Okay. But the bottom line is a lot of these guys grew up with posters of that guy on their wall. And if he say he ain't down with it, or if it's about history, or whatever, it's going to be tough sledding. To get some of the top got the top guys go over there, and you know I finally got to complete Greg Norman's thirty for thirty uh, late last night after all the games. You know I've had that on TiVo and saved. I just haven't been rushing to kind of get to finish that. But you know now that I've watched that, now it makes sense to me the reason why he's involved in the live. Because you got to think when Greg Norman was number one in the world, you know at that time ninety six. You know, that year, even 95, when he was around the number one world-ranked player. I, I mean, I was watching Tiger win junior, cha- like, college championships, like, you know, amateurs. I hadn't really got all the way into the tour yet. I hadn't got involved in the PGA knowing who's who. You know, that's Phil's early rookie years there. But, man, watching that 96, and credit to Greg Norman, because sitting down and watching that round for the first time, you know, over twenty some years ago, that that's a that's a that takes a lot, and you could tell that he was a. Emo- but that was one of, you know, seeing that and going back because I've heard about it and I've seen clips of it, but really going from how it played out and what was said and, the, and that makes the, the Atlanta Falcons debacle in the Super Bowl look like a five point lead blown in an NBA game. That was a. Disaster and and really to me and Norman being all about because I I told you earlier this week I remember walking into department stores seeing the shark symbol on clothes having his own section you know he had to deal with Reebok I remember all that but seeing how much enriched he was on the business side of things lets me know why this wasn't that hard of a decision for him to get involved with the tour live and why he's made some controversial comments that has had him have some backlash. But Tiger Lister, he, he drew the line in the sand yesterday. Because like I said, dude, there's a lot of money out there on tour. Just got to work for it. It ain't guaranteed. Because you got to think of the bigger picture. What they're trying to present over there really would turn 
off a lot of people about golf, even people that are not even into it or the passerby. When you're talking about it takes the company, you're just going to show guys, guys going to make money just for showing up. They damn near do that right now in the PGA. So, again, I told you last week this was going to be the topic of discussion at the PGA. It's just sad that Lefty went ahead and went out the back door and didn't have to sit there and answer all these questions. He's going to have to surface. I mean, and, and, you know, some people that follow that game really thinks that he's on the borderline of really at the point of no return with some of his peers on tour, how they're going to perceive him. This is going to be a situation that's going to play out for the next few years. Uh, it's going to be a topic surrounding PGA for the next few years, but good luck to live because I just feel like they're going to burn through a lot of money. But supposedly they're dug in and they're ready to go. So you've got that going on. Uh, we've got uh, also college news, well, kind of college news, kind of coming in high school, college, but Nike has finally jumped into the NIL game, okay? Two sisters from California, soccer players note, signed the first NIL deal with Nike. Definitely want to take a look at that. Um, that's a big deal as the NIL continues, as they, as they try to scramble to see how they're going to get the genie back in the bottle. Like, oh, wait, hold on. We got to tweak some things. Nike's like, I'm going to go grab these girls. These girls must be, I mean, they must be the next thing coming in soccer. You know, I think, I, I think they're twins or their sisters, almost identical twins. Not quite, but yeah, that's for, that's, that's impressive. Uh, baseball continues to go on. We got day action as we speak going on. Got the uh, the Rays in action with the Brewers. Got the Braves uh, in action as well, too. Um, the story, though, with baseball, that kind of came out yesterday. Didn't get a chance to get to it. Um, but Matt Harvey, you know, that was involved in the whole Skag situation and had to go, you know, uh, be a witness and testify in that trial and all that. Well, the MLB has banned him 60 games for his distribution of oxy, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah. Now, now, come on. Now, this is the thing. I mean, if you fail PD test, you know, we understand under the CBA how the suspensions come, whether you're a first-time offender, if you're a second time that goes up to 120. But if you're the dealer, if you're the pusher man, I mean, this guy was technically the dealer, in Major League Baseball, and they only gave him 60? How is that on the same – how is that par on the same guy that just gets popped for PD use for 60 games? He was – he was a, I mean, he was pitching. He, yeah, he was the Dark Knight, all right. You know, they used to call him Dark Knight and Batman. He, used to, he was a Dark Knight. He was making deliveries through dugout, at dugouts and connections. He was the – he was the pusher man, man. He, I mean, yes. I mean, and he gets 60? Is it one of those things where they maybe just and I, I could dive into the rule book, but maybe they don't have a policy written for for distrib- distribution. Well, they could have made up one on the fly to get more than sixty games. If that's if they were going, because you better not you well not even punish them then. Because to me, if you making sick, if you give up sixty to a guy that was distributing, whether he was giving away, selling it, but he was a pusher man. Curtis Mayfield sung about this in the seventies. Okay. In the alley, coke and weed. I'm your pusher man. I'm that in the alley. That guy. He. That's 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 him. He got sixty games. Okay. They better make up something quick. And and it's not like I mean, damn. Baseball did have the cocaine trials back in the day, where they had the mascots. Mascots were serving. They were serving in the dugout. 
So they have to. It's not like this is setting some unprecedented. I mean, they've had this experience, even though it was 30, 40 years ago. It, I mean, it is what it is. But when I saw that, I'm like, man, they gave him only 60 games for distributing the oxy drug. Three years ago, too. So I, I wonder how, like, if, you, if you've if you kept your record clean in the meantime, like, you're already being penalized for past offenses because this is coming out now. So retroactive punishment, how much do you how much do you really hit the guy with? Sixties light, especially for having a hand in, in Skaggs' death. I mean, if you want to go there like that's I wouldn't even go in there to that point, but yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. All right. There's a lot of brothers doing a lot a lot more time and a lot more than that. Just for not even being distributed, just being in the possession. Okay. I mean that's just reality, but Skaggs gets only sixty games. Because if I'm a former, ba- if I'm a baseball player, a former player that has served eighty games, hundred and something like a rod, you know, I would be looking at this a certain way. Just like, hey, and it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, Harvey in regards. So I'm not saying that they want to crucify him, but it comes to baseball. Like you might as well just slid this on the rug. And just said, well, you know, it is what it is. But if you're going to try to, I mean, that's sliding. That's worse than sliding in the first base. That's fake hustle on MLB. So that's going on in the baseball world. Also, uh, got some NFL. Philly makes another move. Again, they get a corner, man. Philly is really, um, they're they're really going for it, man. They, I mean, I think they smell blood in the water in the NFC East. I think they look at Dallas and the subtractions that they've had in the offseason and again, it stands by what I said. They're trying to do everything possible to find out and give Jalen Hurts the best opportunity to succeed. Uh, but make no mistake about it. I think they smell blood in the water. Um, you know, and again, you don't win this stuff on paper. I mean, you really don't. Um, uh, but you have to go out. It has to see how it translates on the field. Uh, but we'll get to their signing here uh, shortly as well. But in the NBA, let's start off first. And before we jump into the playoffs, let's take care of some local business first with your San Antonio Spurs, who get the ninth overall pick in this coming up draft lottery. Now, that's pretty much where they were projected to be. They landed right on the spot, right, Jonas? Ninth? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they get the ninth spot. And really, you know, I had somebody text me, and somebody text me, he's like, hey, keep it real, what is this, the ninth pick overall, what does this say, what does this tell you? I'm like, you don't really tell me anything yet, and don't, we won't even tell me nothing until we know what they're going to do with it, and who they're, and who they, whether they trade, whether they, you know, draft somebody, and then it got me thinking about your theory about what you wanted them to do, and saying like, hey, if they've got three first round picks, you got to package that up, move up, but this got me thinking like, the NBA, this ain't the NFL either. Meaning, like, how often do you see NBA people trade away the first pick or the second pick or any of the top, let's just say top four picks? It's very rarely that you see teams trade away a top three pick in the NBA. What you got, Sam? I mean, the Hawks traded the number three pick that ended up being Luka. There's always a team that's going to do something stupid. All right. Point for Sam. Okay, I got it. That's that's a good one. It, it, It was a player swap. Yeah, it was, sense, it, was, yeah. it was the fifth pick and a future first that became Cam Reddish. Huh. Okay. So what y'all are telling me, it's not far-fetched to feel like if they really want to move, because I would like them to try to move into the top four. You know, my the guy that, you know, that I kind of wanted, you know, out of uh, uh, my man Keegan, that, I mean, 
I, ever since I've seen him really dive in and seen him play this year, it just spurs it spelled all smells all over that. That's just a guy that I think you put him in now. The granted, he ain't gonna be there come nine. That's my opinion. I, I don't think he, even though he was one and done in March, I don't see how he's still there at nine. Uh, but you know, your guy Sam out of Gonzaga. I mean, I'm already. I mean, I think he's already projected to go at least two. Two. No, he ain't going back. You think he's gonna beat out my man from Auburn? Yeah, I think I think Chet's number one. I think that's pretty much locked in. Hmm. He's got to get a body on him, though. I mean, I guess when you get professionally, they'll work on his body. But, um, wow, you think he's going over my man Auburn at one. Okay. What you got, Tony? I think it's one of those things. You look at the the development, and, of course, the Disney movie's coming out now soon, but the development of Giannis, and you look at the build that he came into the league with and what he's built that to become with determination mm-hmm. – and patience, he's become a dominant force, and he was really thin, lanky. No, coming he in. was. He was very thin. I don't. If I'm not mistaken, he was not a top ten pick. I think he was like 15. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, and you know, we talk about somebody's got to win the somebody's got to win the Powerball tonight too. I mean, it, that's like, I mean, to make that transformation. Because I'll tell you, you look at some guy. For example, the guy that I'm probably going to be on his ass most of this series coming up with the Western Conference Finals. I, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Somebody show me a picture of Andrew Wiggins at Kansas and what he looks now. And let me ask me if he looks that much different than being in the NBA. I was thinking that the other night. I said, Andrew Wiggins has the same body he did under Bill Self. That's just terrible. Like, that just lets me know that uh, how much do you love this game? See, there he is. Hand taking me out to that push. Curtis talked about Matt Harvey back in the 70s. Listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760. We are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. They do a lot of stuff for the community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so 
ending on the Spurs note, so there's really no need to break down of what they're going to do or because no one really knows. And and we, it's better. I'd rather react when I find out if there is a trade develops and when we get to draft day, who they're going to take it not. I mean, Jay Billis is telling me that this is a deep draft, which I kind of agree with him. There's going to be good talent still at that position where they draft. It just depends on what they do with it. And it just depends on if they move up. But um, I would love to see King and Bradley fall tonight, but I don't think that's going to happen. And um, on the cool, man, the Houston Rockets got an opportunity to really, I mean, where they fail even with their pick and who they picked last year, they've got an opportunity. That's what it takes, man. That's what it takes. You know, I know, man, man. Like, don't let the uh, don't let H Town get. Don't let them put their rebuild on their house up quicker in the seven one three than we do two one zero. Y'all don't want that to happen. Y'all want to have to hear that. Don't let them quick. I mean, because they had they 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 just they they built they home. They they started from scratch, scratch, scratch. Okay, they didn't have the drywall. They didn't put it. They didn't found day. They didn't put the seam in it. Don't let them pass two one zero and some re- rebuild, but they they fall and they're gonna catch them another one to go with who they drafted last year. But what you got, John? Well, just I mean, while we're talking about what the Spurs could do, could you move up if you're if you're San Antonio and what Houston's got? We've got Sean checking in on Twitter and saying he knows it's not the number one pick, but he hears you know, word on street apparently that the Rockets are possibly looking for a suitor for the pick uh, third overall. So he's wondering what package the Spurs would have to put together to entice Houston if the Spurs wanted to make a move like that. So looking at where Houston's at with youth, I don't think they'd be chasing more draft picks. I feel like you'd have to move a player or two to move up to number three. I don't think that that, that trading your two extra first-round picks is going to be something that Houston would, would be interested in, uh, as Sean's talked about on Twitter. What you got, Sam? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Houston GM, Raphael Stone, if you remember last year, right after the lottery draft, he said the exact same thing. Hmm. And then they ended up staying put at number two and taking oh, Jalen okay. Green. Yeah. And on top of that, I can't, I can't imagine a scenario where they trade in division and give the Spurs a top three pick like that. Well, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there, Sam, because I was going to say we're going to go into the territory. We're going to find out real quick. Because, uh, you know, divisions ain't really the same thing as NFL divisions, as NBA, but I see what Sam's saying because what I was going to say is is that we're, I've said it before, we're going to find out who are really trying in the league is trying to help the Spurs get back in contention. After 20 years of, of dominating, always being around, and having the fortunes of Tim Duncan and David Who's really looking to help this organization out? If you, feel like you can, if you feel like you can help yourself in the meantime, if there's somebody else who feels like they might be a little bit closer, um, again, it's not a big move from nine to seven, but if you're talking about is Keegan, does it, how far, Keegan might, Murray might not fall to nine, but if you may, can maybe get to seven, does somebody like Portland become intrigued by more picks and again a veteran player um i I think there's only one guy on this team that has trade value in my opinion if you're talking about move trying to move in the top four and that's Dejounte murray i mean Derek white the only reason why the spurs got a first round pick for Derek white is because that was a that was an inside job and they and and adoka was here with Derek white saw it develop and it fit the system what doka that's it Derek white is not worth the number one I mean, you're seeing that now in the playoffs. Derek White is, like I said, he's. He, I, I said it last week. He's digressed. Before when he when he got the contract with the Spurs and they paid him, 
And then, of course, I know he had some injuries here and there. He's hit a wall. He hasn't really improved. Um, and, and to me, they got, they, they really got lucky getting up. They don't have, there's nobody else except DeJounte that's going to get the, any, and I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to be Houston. Houston's not going to be doing, I mean, they're, that's in state. There's somewhat a robbery there that I don't see them doing that. But even if you talk about anybody else, if you're talking about making a move in the top four, in my opinion, it's only DeJounte Murray's the only guy that's going to have to be a part of that with picks that's going to get somebody to move. But I'm, I'm, that's it for a one player. But I look at something like Lonnie's, Lonnie's contract. Um, I think that he's got another – no, he's up this year. But you could move, I don't know, Richardson. Trey Jones might be an option. If you, you're not going to be, be able to move just one guy. Value-wise, DeJounte is your only single-move guy. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm talking about whether it's single-move or two guys, DeJounte has to be in that. And I don't know if the Spurs or even Spurs fans or myself as well, that. they're going, they're okay, well, keep it moving. See who they pick at nine. Let's move on to the who, teams who that are here. Think, who do you think moving up, it, it, if you were to try to trade, you've got Orlando with the first overall pick, Oklahoma City with the second, Houston, Sacramento, Detroit, Indiana, Portland and New Orleans. Those are the eight teams ahead of the Spurs. Are any of them entertaining that move? The, the only one is because it'd have to be another inside job hookup, and that's Presley in Oklahoma. That's the only one. It has to be a you going it's, it's a homeboy hookup, man. It's a homeboy hookup, and it's not coming from H Town. And I don't know. Again, so it doesn't tomato tomato whether it's a whether it's Dejounte, two other players. My point is Dejounte has to be a part of that, and I don't know if I'm willing to entertain that. I don't think the Spurs are looking to move on to Dejounte anytime soon. So most likely, that's the reason why it doesn't make any sense to break this stuff down right now until we find out who they're going to pick, and then we can react to it until rumors going on. So let's talk about the teams that are actually here, that's still playing. You know, I used to open the show at this time of year about Spurs talk because they were still playing. But let's talk about the competitors that still, and let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals that got underway last night. Uh, Miami Heat defend home court. Uh, they take game one. Uh, really, this is a situation. Well, first of all, had no idea that Al Horford was not going to play. Was going to play. Wasn't going to play. Um, I heard rumblings about Smart, and this is my thing. I- I'll get to that. But let me just get to the game and the outcome. Um, really, what this is about is the third quarter. And I've preached this on the show forever. Teams that go on to win titles usually they dominate the third. They come out of the locker room, whether it's coaching, whether it's players talking, making adjustment. They take the third quarter to really try to. They dominated Boston in the third quarter. Dominated them. I mean, Boston got out to the start you wanted to. Tatum looked like he picked up from where he left off in the last series. Okay, they hit some threes. They in the third quarter they lost the. They got blown out and lost it. It was too much of an avalanche. They won every other quarter except the third quarter, speaking of the Boston. And when I've been talking, when you talk about has Tatum arrived, and I've been talking about this, see, that third quarter with Tatum, he started off right. That's what I'm talking about with Tatum. Like, if, if you're, if you know, you worked out with the Mamba, I mean, Mamba took you under his wing, the late Kobe Bryant. If you're chasing and you're talking about that, and especially if you got that green, if you're wearing that green, and some of the great players that play, if you're going, you got to be more steady. And that's the thing about Tatum. Like Tatum's, when he's great, we've seen him great in a in a in a uh, a do or die game on the road against Milwaukee to get it back home to Boston. We've seen, but that third quarter sums it up. The reason why I love Tatum, but he's still a process to me because the turnovers, dribbling into a trap, he gets stripped a lot. 
And when he's when he's starting to go awry and he's getting a wobbly boot, he yet, in my opinion, finds any other way to impact or help his team. So um, he's he's a hell of a better, smarter basketball player now than he was a few years ago. I said that yesterday, uh, facilitating on it. But I just wanted to point out that third quarter is what I'm kind of paused with Tatum. But make no mistake, he's had a hell of a playoff run so far. It's only one game. You know, they were down. That was just what it is. Now, on the other hand, Jimmy Butler's listening to people like myself and other people that's been criticizing his ass that says, hey, I don't know where to put Jimmy at. I don't know if he's borderline a role player. Jimmy showed out yesterday, okay? And he's he's had some good series. So my impression of what Jimmy Butler is, he's off to a good start this playoffs trying to change that for me. This is really what he wanted. You know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, you chose to buy his Harris over me. You know, you chose this over me. I wanted to stay in Philly. And now he's with Miami and he's trying to go cash in. And and he's I mean, he stepped it up in the second half. I mean, from deflections, steals, Tatum. He was taking Tatum one on one. He was trying to guard Tatum. He blocked Tatum's three point shot. See, that's the thing from Tatum. When he gets somebody that's another uh, that's a dog across and Jimmy, he ain't a consistent dog, but he's the dog that when you catch him on the wrong day where he ain't eight in two days, it, he that's when Jimmy bites. Um, and you know, it is true that Boston's going to get adjusted to really playing against somebody. I told you Miami is going to run them off the three point line. Their three point defense is a lot better than Milwaukee's. And, and it comes down to where the physicality, you know, Adoka talked about in the post game is like, Hey, well, they were just more physical. Boston hasn't been used to doing that because they've been bullying everybody else. But now they ran into a bully that's been bullying the East for a minute now. And they do play aggressive. So Miami takes game one. Marcus Smart is supposed to be back. And this is this goes back to where, you know, again, I understand the game's different. I understand there's more money involved and things are different than you grew up watching basketball in the 90s and 80s. But I feel that if Marcus Smart, if we're talking about a trip to the finals on the line and the cash in, and this is a team that beat you in the Eastern Conference finals a few years ago and Marcus Smart was on that team. You're talking about the defensive player of the year. I feel that if you can stand up the whole game in your South Beach attire, in, in, in your shorts, in, in your chain, in your, your chest out, and you can sit there and get in a huddle and you can really stand on that foot the whole time, you, you, can, you can be out there playing. You can be out there playing. I, it just comes to a point to where they, they you know, they handle a lot of these guys with too much gloves sometimes. Like, it, you know, in the regular season, I get it. You know, you're saving up for this time for the playoffs. But if you're in, if, if my thing is like, what is really going to change? And this is the thing, too. These games, and that's why we get to get the conference, uh, Western Conference games tonight, that, that series. And this is what makes this series intriguing to me about Dallas and Golden State. And, the, and Miami is up against the same thing in Boston as well, too. These games are coming every other day now. There ain't no more two days, three days. These games are going to come every other day. So in the regular season, I can see, hey, man, you got a foot spray. Okay, let's let's save it. Let, let them sit out two games, three games. This is what you're saving it for for the playoff time. If you're that well to be standing on your feet, I mean, anybody can go to a doctor. Like the average Joe can go to a doctor and say, I got foot problems. I've got a straight. The first thing they'll tell you, like, you need to stay off your feet. Can't really do anything, but you need to stay off your feet for a week or a few days. Not to stand for a course of a two-hour basketball game. His ass should have been out on the court, man. 
And sometimes these staffs and players, oh, it's, it's, it's first one of four. We got one go or whatever. We stand one. I mean, because they look like they were about to get out of there without having Al Horford and Marcus Smart. But Miami blew their ass out in the third quarter. Bought the force to them. You know? And in Miami, I mean, they remain undefeated at home. They haven't lost a playoff game at home. It's tough in there. You know, I mean, it's. I don't think it's as tough as winning Boston. It is Miami. I just feel like the way their their shooters, Tyler Hero, all those guys feel more. And the thing also is that we still, they still haven't really got anything from Bam on the offensive side. They haven't got anything from Bam. So, again, 1-0, we'll see what happens. 1-800-707-9760. The Western Conference Finals Game 1 gets going uh, tonight. Out in the Bay as the Dallas Mavericks are coming in, take on the Golden State Warriors. Um, I've got Golden State in 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 this series. I know everybody's out there shocking. No, I've got the Warriors. Um, it's going to be a hell of a series, though. Uh, you know, and and I do feel that this. See, the difference now is that what Dallas has to understand, and Dallas beat this team, Golden State, in the regular season. They actually had some beatdowns on their ass too. Now, I don't know who was playing, who was sitting out then, but they beat them like three times in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. But, see, this is the thing. Dallas is about to have Golden State's full attention. This is the truth. Kerr's back. I hear he cleared protocol. He's going to be back in the fold. Sorry, Mike Brown. I love you, brother, but it ain't Steve. It's a different, it's a different deal with Steve. Steve's back. All this Luka talk. Luka, Luka. And this is the deal with me is that, Draymond Green, okay, because Wiggins is got Wiggins should be able to play against Luke at some, meaning defend him. But if things get kind of hectic, I imagine that you're going to see Draymond Green on Luca at some point in the series. He's one of the best defensive guys. I mean, we've got two of the better defenders left in the final four, speaking of Marcus Smart and Draymond Green. Draymond Green should have more defensive year of the titles than he even has. They just Draymond, they just hate on Draymond. But this is going to be a very intriguing series. And the one guy I didn't even talk about, because I didn't talk about him in the closeout game. Hey, big game Clay. Clay six. This guy's been out for two years, man. And it's something about game six that Clay just comes to the party. But this is, this, like I said, this nucleus with the Golden State. I mean, Dallas, probably one of the, them and Boston are the two best defensive teams left. Don't want to shot, uh, hang on Miami. I think Miami's right there. You're probably splitting hairs. Uh, but this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I got one more point to make about that series, and we'll get to uh, the phones when we get back. You'll listen to the Sports Crime. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back.